0: So Rob, we talked about Sifu last time, right? We did, we did, and I had mentioned the uh, the difficulty options update, which I said, "Oh, I think it's coming this year sometime." No, it literally came out like the next day after we recorded. No. <laughs> I know. I was amazed. I was like, "Oh wait, Rob just
1: told me about this." Uh, have, have you played? I have not. I haven't had time.
0: Uh, no. So I got I found a really good deal on the the physical edition which comes with like an art book and oh. uh, book and stuff like that which i ordered pretty much when we recorded and it's still being posted from god knows where so no i don't have my copy yet unfortunately oh no, that's too bad well yeah i've i've been busy we
1: were traveling over the past weekend and i've had a lot of other stuff going on so i haven't i haven't played a lot of games recently but i'm very excited because my play date actually shipped yesterday although I don't know if it I don't know if it's accounts as shipped because it says if I open up Parcel, the app that I'm using to track my shipments, it says pre-shipment info sent to USPS. USPS awaiting item. And it's been like that since yesterday afternoon. So I guess somebody created a uh, a label or an account for this or whatever, and it hasn't actually physically drop been dropped in the mail yet. A little disappointing it's US Postal Service because U.S. Postal Service is really slow and <laughs> not super great, but, uh, but I'm glad that it's shipped. I'm looking forward to it. I've, I, I would say that my enthusiasm has dimmed a tiny bit, mainly because of the stories I've heard about the screen in dim light from people like Federico and Mike Hurley that, you know, I do like to play these kind of casual games maybe for a little while before I go to sleep at night, and that seems to be very difficult to do with the play date now, I do have a bedside lamp. Maybe it's positioned in just such a way that it won't be a problem for me. But, uh, but, but I guess the reflective reflective screen really does need pretty good source of light for it to be workable.
0: Yeah, to the to the shipping thing. That's exactly what's happened with my copy of Seafood. It just yeah. says, "Oh, it's on its way to Royal Mail," and it's been like that for like a week. So. Uh. I'm guessing I got such a good deal because they're shipping it from God knows where, the middle of the Pacific or something. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I, you know what? All right. Can, can we, let's, let's have some gripes
1: about shipping because I have some more shipping gripes, um, Rob. I I My Mac Studio, which wasn't, wasn't supposed to show up until the end of June, actually, quote, shipped. And I, I was a little confused because when I went to Apple's website, it said it was coming on May 23rd. And this, happened, this also happened yesterday. I thought well, that's weird. Yesterday was the 10th of May. It's going to take 13 days to get to me, which seems really long compared to most Apple shipments, right? So then I thought, Tim, all right. Tim, Tim Apple's walking it, too. Yeah, well, and <laughs> then I, I saw that, well, there's a, there's a UPS uh, tracking number here. So I thought I'll, maybe I can get some more details by going to UPS. So I did that, and it shoots me over to their website, which says, oh, it's coming on the 12th, It's come, which is tomorrow as we record this. I thought, well, that makes more sense. Usually, you know, they ship these things. They fly them over the Pacific Ocean. They they make a hop somewhere on the west coast of the U.S. And before I know it, they're in Chicago, the Chicago area. Well, uh, I was talking to Stephen Hackett about this. And he said, oh, don't be so sure that that's correct. Because he said when he got his uh, Mac Studio, he had this similar situation. And what happened was the, the computer ended up sitting in one place for a very long time until the dates finally lined up, which I'm starting to think might happen because my Mac studio was, was trucked from Shenzhen, China to Hong Kong yesterday. And it has been sitting in Hong Kong since 3am yesterday. I don't know. I don't know why it's just sitting in Hong Kong. It's like, well, if it's to if it's built, if it left the factory in mainland China and you know, it's sitting in Hong Kong and, ready to go and uh because i think the the that the factory is in you know um shenzhen but uh the you know who knows it's sitting in it's sitting in hong kong and i'm i'm, I'm impatient i'm impatient i just want my my mac now
0: uh, yeah, yeah I, I get infuriated by this stuff I mean, on the one hand i have to remind myself that like you know we're shipping whatever it is computers and you know, all sorts of electronics and God knows what else. Oh, how hard is it to ship it halfway around the world really quickly? But (laughs) it's like...
1: (laughs) Well, and and Um, we've been spoiled too, right? I mean, part of it is all this supply chain stuff because... I have been, I've grown accustomed to the fact that when Apple gives you a window of like a week when something's going to arrive at your doorstep, it's almost always comes right at the beginning of that period. And recently my cinema, not my cinema display, my Apple Studio display, that date actually got bumped into the middle of June from the end of April. It got shifted like six weeks. So there's definitely issues going on there. And these dates are all, it's a combination of the dates and then when you're talking about the U.S. Postal System, that's just the U.S. Postal System. They tend to tell you when something has shipped and then tell you again when it's practically at your doorstep. They don't have a lot of middle steps like, you know, DHL or FedEx or somebody like that. But anyway, so I've got all sorts of, all manner of dates going on right now and waiting for things, things being delayed, things in transit. Uh, Eventually it'll all get here, I guess
0: yeah well speaking of uh supply chain and things selling out the uh Lego Horizon Forbidden West Neck got released um and, and I'm a I'm a fairly well known fan of the Horizon oh, games
1: yeah 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 I saw I saw someone build this on Twitter recently It was mm-hmm. the guy who makes uh, game track I think joe
0: yeah I, I think it was I think I saw that as well yeah. um it sold out immediately um I got up at 7 a.m., something like that. And and that's when I was able to order the DeLorean when that came out. Uh-huh. No. The tool neck is sold out everywhere. Wow. I cannot I cannot buy this at all. Wow. Um, that's amazing. In reality, there's not a huge rush. Like I don't need to build it now. It's not like it's life or death. Um but I can't tell if like if it's I'm guessing it's a combination of things. I'm guessing Lego just didn't think it would be this popular. Right. Um, you know, because it's for a video game that was only on the PS four and, and now the <laughs> right. PS five. Um but I've seen a lot of people just even who've never played the game are like, oh yeah but it's a cool set. So I think it's just sold way more than Lego are expected. Yeah, that um, makes sense. That makes sense. Do they it's not like a limited edition where they only print so many, they'll
1: make more probably, right?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean you know, even for a limited set they'll still, you know, they'll still make it for six months or a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there'll be plenty of stock for me to, me to get one at some point, And I'm on a bunch of, you know, waiting lists and alerts and stuff like that. So I'm sure I'll pick it up eventually. Maybe
1: you can get the NFT version and have it today because it's uh, on the blockchain. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't make
0: me kick you off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was reading about this
1: stuff this morning and I, uh, I was reading about, Coin Coinbase is what is actually a public company, right? And they mm-hmm. their CEO was on Twitter saying that they're not going to have to file bankruptcy, which right there is an enormous red flag because you say something like that and it turns out that you're wrong, you could go to jail in the United States potentially. Um, it, there's a lot. It, it's it's very. I'm watching as things start melting down as the world economy hits a speed bump, and uh, cryptocurrency is plummeting. In all sorts of different ways, and not that I'm—I'm I'm not gloating, but I am—I I find it fascinating as someone who used to deal with distressed companies and especially with financial institutions, and and the real and realizing that yeah, it's, it, it turns out it's true that cryptocurrency really isn't that much different in some ways than any other financial instrument or or institution. And it can be, you know, harmed by changes in the world economy, just like anything else. It's not, it's not immune from these things. And in fact, it's probably more volatile than, than more traditional assets. So, it's. I mean, people always think that they've, they've built a better mousetrap. This is one of, the, this is one of my, one of, one of my hobby <laughs> horses, Rob. My soapboxes where everybody thinks they've built a, 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 a better mousetrap that ha, that has beat the system, and and the latest has been fintech and cryptocurrency and people who, and I think in reality, while a lot of this stuff is really clever and and built on top of really sophisticated technology, there are like fundamental truths about the way that money works in the world and assets and things. And that doesn't really change. And it's very hard to beat the system. And when you're beating the system, there's a very thin line too between clever and fraudulent (laughs) And I think that there's there is a little bit of both going on in a lot of this cryptocurrency stuff. And uh, you know, don't at me. I, I this is just how I feel about this stuff. It's I watched people try to uh, game the system for years in other ways as a bankruptcy lawyer. And there was never a really a silver bullet for gaming the system. You were always pretty much, you know, you were. It was always just a game. Uh, usually they are some variation of musical chairs where there's always going to be someone standing at the end who's holding the big sack of losses and i think we're starting we're starting to see a few people holding those big sack of losses with some of the
0: the volatility in the cryptocurrency market all right uh, yeah it's, it was funny you you bring that up because i actually i have a tab open that i haven't read yet and the the headline is Coinbase warns that bankruptcy could wipe out user funds, um, and, I, and I actually haven't got around to reading that yet. But uh, I, I probably don't need to now. You've told me it's fine. I don't yeah, need to read it. Yeah, I, I, was, I was browsing
1: some of this stuff this morning because there's some, you know, quote unquote stable coin that's now worth twenty percent of the dollar, which was supposed to be pegged to the U.S. dollar, right? I mean, so much for stable. So much for stable coin. Just stay to, to your 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 stablecoin is worth eighty percent less than it was two days ago but um but yeah that that i guess the way those work is interesting because they 're backed supposedly their volatility is smoothed out by the fact that they 're backed by huge amounts of bitcoin that are held in reserve, and so one of the things that 's been dragging everything down is that in order to prop up the price of that stablecoin the There was a fear that they would start dumping bitcoins onto the market to sell them to raise funds to prop up this other currency, which would create a run on bitcoin. Which just the fear of that alone brought down the value
0: of bitcoin significantly. So, I, I, uh, yeah, I, there's, I don't get involved in any of this, I'm not interested. I'll stick with, yeah, oh, I
1: don't get involved. I'm, I'm, I'm interested (laughs) once in a while in 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 places like this where it's like i see these parallels to things that i've done in my past and it's kind of it's kind of intriguing to me to see how it's well yeah yeah turns out this is just you know subject to the same rules of of human nature and physics as everything else in the world and then that's okay that's okay and it's possible it's actually possible to do things where you create value and and sell people things and make money and do it the old fa- do it the old fashioned way. Don't be silly. <laughs> that's just me. I'm an I'm an old person. So any, oh, anyway, anyway, enough of of the uh, of the politics of Bitcoin. We have other things to talk about, like those really disappointed uh, disappointed Nintendo Indie World video that we saw this morning. I guess you. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. I actually just kind of caught up on the trailers later.
0: No. Well, I I mean, you will know. I didn't know this was even on until you told me. (laughs) Yeah. um, Probably about two hours before. Now, I went to uh, Polygon's seven best announcements from Nintendo's Indie Direct article um, Mm -hmm. about an hour ago and realized there was nothing of interest there for me at all.
1: Yeah, Gunbrella looks kind of interesting. That game looks okay. Uh, yeah, it was, I'm not surprised you missed it. And I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that there was, wasn't anything really blockbuster that was announced because it was only just tweeted out by Nintendo of America yesterday. So it was, I think it was less than 24 hours notice or maybe 24 hours. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of good games maybe on the horizon, but, Nintendo, I think Nintendo's a little bit treading water a little bit these days. There's not, you know, I mean, I guess Splatoon's on the way and there's some other titles that'll be coming, but it's a, it's been a little slow for a while. I mean, I feel like we need we need that blockbuster mainline first-party game, you know, we need a Mario game or a Zelda game or something like that to really get people, people excited again.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, it's... You know, you had like the Mario Kart 8 DLC stuff, but, you know, that's kind of fine, but that's not really, I don't think really that's a system seller in any sense of the not word. The, I mean,
1: it, not the DLC itself, even though that's one of the most popular games, I think, that's ever been sold for the Switch. But even it, you know, that that's a remaster. That's not even really, that's not, yeah. you know, that's not like an original game. It's a good game. It's just not, it wasn't created for the Switch originally. It was gussied up for the Switch.
0: Yeah, they need to give me Mario Odyssey too. That's what I need. Um, yeah, that would be that great. Right now, <laughs> that would be great. I want to throw. I want to throw that hat around and you know do all the stuff. <laughs> yeah, get all those coins. Start collecting those coins. That'd be great. I mean, I would. I would really yeah. like that. Yeah, I I, lo- I love that game. I mean, I, I must have spent got hours and hours like way more than a normal person should spend on that game but i I basically wanted to collect every single thing because i just loved it so much
1: yeah that that's a fantastic game i still go back to it once in a while because it's i it's so much fun the i have a um i have a portable gaming or portable video sickness i think rob because you know i got that that portable oled display the c force and it's really nice you can hook up you can run it power it with a like an anchor battery pack and then just connect it to your Xbox or whatever and play games on it and I noticed today on mac rumors a new gizmo that allows you to power an Apple TV without connecting it to the wall which is kind of interesting so you could actually then like mount it behind your television for instance plug it right into HDMI and no no cords you wouldn't see any cords at all now the way it does it is it it's basically a battery pack on a on a cable that goes into the into the um, the Apple TV and powers it that way because the USB ports and HDMI can't really power it from a TV. And I had the immediate thought, well, wow, I could now I now I've got a portable video rig potentially. Connect that with the C Force and another battery pack. Then of course I've just got a you know a, a portable screen with a. With an Apple TV and two giant battery packs, but it's technically portable
0: it's not connected to a wall and then you, go, and then you need one of those uh those laptop backpacks where it puts the laptop in front of you oh, but you could convert wow. that for the TV see ah, you know you could be you could be doing your errands you know. Yeah, walking the dog going for a run whatever you can take your portable setup with you yeah
1: why catch a little tv while i'm out uh, out and about yeah i don't know i mean i thought that was a weird that was a really weird product but uh but i guess it makes a lot of sense if you want to hide especially if you want to hide hide wires but you're in an apartment or something and you can't like put them through the wall or something like that i suppose uh it could be a nice way of doing it but
0: I'm not sure I've ever wanted to hide wires that much, though. No, to, well, to buy a you know, battery
1: for my Apple TV. You'd be surprised, though, <laughs> Rob. People are really into cable management. Uh, I I get shamed for my lack of cable management on a regular basis by people. Um, no, yeah, I,
0: I, I'm with I'm with you and Mike. Like, I have no time for it. I don't care. I just put cables wherever they go. <laughs> well, every time I try to
1: do like some sort of cable management, I realize I I realize very quickly how often I kind of slightly change my setup and once you've got all those things bound together and tucked away it's it makes it hard to rearrange your setup so i I, you know i'm in portable mode i'm ready to i'm ready to mix things up at any moment i'm ready to just go you know grab grab everything off my desk and run out the door and i'm fine
0: yeah yeah. i mean my cables will basically stay like this now until i move my desk which could be 20 years or something so you know unless i change the monitor or something i'm not i'm not taking these cables out they're not going anywhere
1: yeah my problem right now is that my desk kind of sits out in the middle of the room kind of so it is a little bit it is it looks messier i don't have like the cover of pushing it up against a wall where the only thing that sees it are my feet (laughs) you know um but but you know we'll see what that's the that's hopefully the the promise of the Mac studio and the studio display to bring it all the way back to the beginning which is i'm not going to be using hubs and things so much i'm going to have a lot of this stuff plugged directly into the display and not have it running off the end of the desk and into a hub and that sort of thing
0: yeah no, that makes sense if you can do that i mean that's what i've done with this sort of new setup is a lot of the stuff is going through the monitor just because it kind of keeps the cables out the way. Right, Um, exactly. It's not that I want them tidy per se, but I don't necessarily want them dangling on my desk. I'd rather have the desk space. Right, and I've
1: got a little bit of that going on where it's stringing across the desk because the, the 4K display that I've got now, it's an LG, it's older, and I got... You know, basically a lot of these models, you'll have ones that have very little connectivity to them that are cheaper and then ones that have like a little hub built into them. And I have one of the cheaper ones. It's got, you know, it's got video inputs and it's got a three and a half millimeter audio jack, but that's about it. There's no USB in it or anything like that.
0: Uh, that makes sense. Um, I finished Horizon. You did? No, oh, congrats. Yes. That's awesome yeah i think it took me i think i checked was about 60 hours or so oh you did um, you run a I, nice leisurely pace there oh yeah i um i'm one of these people that i can't i mean you, you know you've played a horizon game like there's a lot of stuff on the map yeah oh, there is yeah. um and i just can't help myself i'm like oh i'm gonna go and do this mission and the next thing it's been like an hour because i've like been doing all this side stuff and i come across things and Right, and one um, side and still mission got some...
1: leads to another side mission, and before you know it, you're way off the beaten path. And
0: right, exactly. And I've still got stuff to do, um, which I'm, I'm going to go back and do just because I want to get the the uh, the trophies. Because uh-huh. I think there's only two or three that I need now. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go and finish the rest of the stuff that needs doing. Oh, that's great. I I have not finished that game. I need to get back to
1: it. I've been my my attention has been split over a lot of different things, mainly because I got the. Um, I got the Xbox, so I've been playing Game Pass games, and I also have been enjoying Ali Ali World on the Switch. It's available on a bunch of different platforms, but you might have played, I don't know, ali Ali was originally put out on the PS4, and it was a two-dimensional, super-chunky-pixelated skateboarding game, and this new one is very animated. It has a very Adventure Time art style to it, and uh, it has a lot of the same mechanics as the original Ollie Ollie, which used the thumbstick and flicking the, s- fl- the thumbstick in different directions to do different tricks. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, I've, I've not dug too deep into it, but it's the kind of game that when you're busy is nice because you can kind of pick it up and put it down and just play a, a, you know, a level or two every now and then. And, and I've, I've really enjoyed it
0: um yeah so as you said that i sort of looked over to my shelf to see if i and i do have a, a copy of ollie ollie 2 limited edition or something which is a physical version that has both games on it welcome to ollie um, world was number two i i recently researched this from the next stories yeah online.
1: yeah i don't think i ever yeah, played so I, number two
0: yeah to be honest i'm looking at it and i don't really remember playing it at all i mean it's <laughs> open which makes me think i must have played it but I, I really don't remember um yeah, but, you know, maybe I'll jump into that when I finish Horizon.
1: Yeah, I've still got the original Alley Ali on, you know, that I can download that I bought digitally. So I may I may check that out again too. But Aliali Ali World is instead of being true just plain two D, it's like two and a half D where you can kinda of switch tracks and things like that as you grind across curbs and, and rails and stuff like that and and it's got um you know, like I said, really nice, colorful animation. I think it works particularly well on the Switch that you can play handheld. Although, it, you know, with all the bright colors and everything, it could be a lot of fun on a TV, too. I just haven't... I've I've pretty much gone to 100% handheld mode with my Nintendo Switch. I rarely play on the TV these days.
0: Wow. Yeah, see, I'm the opposite. I never, ever play it handheld. Um, hmm. Just, I, I just struggle with the the Joy Cons attached to the yeah um, I can attach to the screen, so I tend to play tend to just play on the TV. But yeah, so, you no, know, it's fine. I'm sure my battery is completely shot because it's just sat in the dock all the time. But <laughs> I'm, I'm probably never going to play it handheld.
1: Yeah, I I mean I do I got to say that when I do switch over to the Pro controller when I do play on the TV, it is kind of a breath of fresh air compared to playing with the you know the Joy Con split between the screen but across the screen but it i still I still enjoy it so um i it's the kind of game it's kind of the, the switch is the system that I pick up and play just periodically when I have a little extra time and or at night or whatever so having it handheld and being able to take it wherever I want to be in the house is kind of nice
0: well, that turned into a fairly game-heavy episode. Yeah, games and crypto. Who would
1: have thought about and And postal services. That's It's what you get. You get a wide range of quality topics from uh, renaissance men from uh, the internet. Yeah, absolutely. I
0: mean, nobody else is covering those three topics on the same episode. So. No, I
1: think I can guarantee
0: that. I can, you know, that's, you, your, that's your ruminate guarantee right there. I don't know. Connected's recording right now. You know what those guys are like. Oh, they got up to all sorts. All sorts, all, all sorts of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> cool all right well we'll be uh we'll back in a couple of weeks sounds good talk to you later rob bye